Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel, or if you're listening on the Cycling Dane podcast. And today, of course, was one of the most potentially pivotal, one of the most beautiful stages. The Grand Colombier was returning to the Tour de France. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. Craig himself, Ewan Wilson. And Ewan, what exactly happened on this beautiful stage on the Bastille Day? Well, it's La Fête Nationale, uh, as you mentioned, France's national holiday. And it began in Châtillon sur Chalaronne in the Ain département, just about 40 kilometers north of Lyon. We began with a big, very eclectic breakaway filled with people such as Luca Monsanto, Jasper Sturven, as well as Maxim von Hills, Michal Kwiatkowski, Harold Tejada, Georg Zimmermann, Albert de Betiol. It was a very, very eclectic breakaway up the road. Uh, we weren't really sure if they were going to make it or not. It looked very futile at times, but later into the stage, UAE behind in the peloton really started to control things, thinking that Bob Pogacar's got a really good chance at winning today's stage, which he did on paper. And Jumbo Visma even sort of declared themselves that they were riding defensive today against Pogacar. Once we got to the Grand Colombier, the breakaway had about three, four minutes in an advantage. Quentin Pache went off the front to begin with, but uh, I mean, the breakaway just kind of broke up. Sean, Tejada, Van Hills, and suddenly Kwiatkowski emerged. Kwiatkowski went past the other riders and was riding solo for a long way up the climb. It was about two minutes the gap to the GC group as UAE really controlled things. That real mountain train emerged of Gorshart, Namaika, Soler, Adam Yates towards the end of, of the climb, but Mihal Kwiatkowski was just too strong. He ended up sealing the win whilst behind Maxim von Hills claimed second place. This is where the GC riders come into play because third place was up for grabs by the time we came into the final kilometer. At this point, it really was a GC free-for-all. Adam Yates pushing at the front, but Pogacar threw down the gauntlet with about 500 meters to go, placing an attack. Vingo following to begin with, but as we saw in Prudhomme, that sort of elastic eventually broke and Pogacar gained a small gap on the line of four seconds. He claimed four bonus seconds as well, meaning that he uh, has lessened his gap almost by half. He now is only nine seconds behind in the GC fight, meaning that uh, Vingo still leads this Tour de France. They also extended over Henley and the other guys fighting for third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place in GC. Big losers in the GC fight today include Romain Baldé, David Grotu, all the French riders on Fet National, not great for them. But an interesting day nonetheless. Yeah, you're an almost uh, repeat of what happened last year in terms of staged victory for, for Ineos Grandiers with Pickock winning last year, but this year looking very interesting. Uh, yeah, how does this rate for Ineos Grandiers? As we said, they've kind of had a bit of a rebuild uh, or trying to rebuild here. They're not the big force that they used to be, but this is going to be a very welcome win for them for a very loyal lieutenant. Well, they need to win the Tour de France stage really to be happy with their Tour de France. And they've done it here once more. And uh, for them as well, they're looking towards maybe two riders in top 10, a rider in top five from Rodriguez or Pitcock as well. So they can be super content with their race. Uh, I think as well, they've definitely stepped up. I think they're riding stronger than they were last year. Definitely better than 2021. I don't think they're going to get the podium, but I think in terms of that full team performance, they're looking quite solid. They've been defending their top five place in GC. They now have a stage win with a really, really solid domestique as well. Looking towards Kwiatkowski and where this ranks, he has a Tour de France stage win before, but he kind of shared that with Carapaz back in 2020 in La Roche-sur-Foron. It, it didn't really seem like a sort of 100% Kwiatkowski win, the picture of them holding hands across the line. This was Kwiat all the way to the end. And uh, yeah, I mean, a great ride from him against the odds, really. It looked like the breakaway were doomed and UAE were going to gobble them up. But 
Kvyat Rude incredibly strongly and he's a guy who's just he's worked for Froome in the past he's worked for Garrett Thomas he's worked for like everybody at, at Ineos since 2000 and, uh, 2016 when he signed for the squad and now to get a big Tour de France stage win on a mountain stage on 14 juillet is huge for Kvyat and I'm really really happy for him before the Tour de France I was kind of feeling like Fiat was building momentum. And we said in our pre-race preview that maybe, well, in our ranking video on the Echelon Cycling Podcast, check that one out, that he could have a chance to uh, to get a stage win here. But, I mean, a mountain stage win? It's huge news for Ineos Grenadiers. Yeah, Grand Colombier was not really pictured as a, a breakaway day. But, uh, I mean, we might as well talk about UAT Memorates. Uh, Tad Bogaccia doing that attack, as you said, uh, missing out on the bonus seconds in the top two position, but getting that third place. Are they happy with this? Is Tad Bogaccia happy with this? We all knew that he was going to gain seconds on Jonas Vingol, but potentially could have gained more here. Yeah, I mean, they put in so much work and they got eight seconds out of the stage. Maybe if maybe if Pogaccia was just following Vingol and he pounced to the end and gained eight seconds, we'd be sort of happy with that one but a bit like a pre-dom but to be honest I think UAE will be will be frustrated Adam Yates seemed frustrated in the post-race interview that they didn't get the stage win so for them to put everything into this that mountain train that we were hyping up before the race of Golshana, Soler, Micah so forth uh, they didn't really whittle down the group as much as we thought they might. Maybe because this was a, a profile with just one mountain on the agenda. Maybe if there are more mountains beforehand, they'd have uh, a better chance. But they were at the front of the peloton, regulating the gap for the breakaway all day, and they missed the stage win. They wanted it so desperately. Pogaccia definitely wanted that win. He usually leaves the Tour de France with three. He's on one at the moment but this was a golden opportunity for him. UAE will definitely be frustrated, but nine seconds now is the, is the gap. He's still up there. Nine seconds is nothing. There's going to be bonus seconds at the top of the Jus plan tomorrow. There's eight there. The descent will probably suit Jonas Vingo better, but for UAE, really, it's, it's going to be a quiet dinner table tonight. I mean, same question, but with Jumbo Visma, we saw Wout Van Aert and Telderman kind of drop. Were they saving them for tomorrow, potentially? They themselves, as you said, were saying they were going to ride defensively. So losing time here, not losing the yellow jersey, crucially, they still have that by that nine seconds. But do you think they're happy with this? 100%. Eight seconds is not that big of a deal. Yeah, he still lost time. Yes, it's 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 not great in the overall GC. If Vingo loses the Tour de France by eight seconds, they'll be thinking barnacles. Why didn't we, why didn't we have Kelderman right up there at the top of Grand Colombier? But to be honest, tomorrow I think they're going to do a Yumbo Visma style mountain stage. It suits them really well. Vingo, I think, is a stronger descender, so that approach to the finishing line and Morzine will definitely suit him. So. Bonot, Van Arts, they'll be probably trying to jump in the early breakaway and act as satellite riders for later on in the stage. We might see them try to whittle down the group on the penultimate climb of the day before the Jus plan. Then on the Jus plan, we'll see Kuss, Kelderman really try to go for it. Pogacar will then have to sort of act maybe on his own. Maybe Yates will be there. Yates looked better today than he did over the uh, on Puy Dom, for instance. But 
to be honest, I think Jumbo Visma will be the team controlling things and Pogacar will have to work as a lone wolf like he did at Cotre. It worked for him at Cotre there. Can Lightning strike twice? Can he uh, possibly gain time on Vingago tomorrow? I don't quite know. I think Vingago has the advantage ahead of tomorrow's stage, given that Jumbo didn't really work that well today. No, sorry. Given that Jumbo didn't work an awful lot today, they kind of had an armchair ride and tomorrow's profile does suit them. I think we're going to see, well, at the other side of the coin there is that Jumbo Visma's tactics will be predictable, like we spoke about in the Pyrenean stages where, you know, UAE can read them very well. Pogacar now knows he's not going to be shocked by Kelderman pacing up the penultimate climb of the day. So, I mean, it really is up for interpretation, but I think I mean, Jumbo Visma are the winners. We could have said that today as well, that UAE were very predictable. They were. I mean, yeah. they... They rode in. I mean, it's like pro cycling manager tactics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mountain train up, all up, up, up the final climb. It's it's old team sky stuff. It's very predictable. And Yumbo Visma could have, they could have risen to that more and sort of had riders up there in that front group just in case. But they had Kuss and they had Vinga go up there. Kuss still guarding his top ten in GC, which I'm surprised about. But um, they were there. They responded. When Adam Yates attacked, Kuss moved up the group and closed the gap as well. So he was right there, ready to help towards the top of the climb as well. So I think Yama Visma can be very calm about how things went. They didn't spend any energy today, really. The team didn't control anything. It was quite refreshing over after what's been a couple of really hard days for Yama Visma at the, at the front of the peloton. With nothing gained. But uh, I mean, Ineos Grandes, uh, they are the winners today. But there was another question that we kind of flagged up on stream. Pickcock, yeah, he had a sensational day to the yeah, well, to the date last year with winning up Alpe d'Huez, but he was certainly not riding for his own GCM aspirations. But here, he he's looking better than Carlos Rodriguez. Do they potentially change who they're riding for, given that Carlos Rodriguez is maybe leaving for movie star at the end of the year? I think they wait until the end of the weekend. Um, Rodriguez still has one minute on Pickcock in terms of GC, so. I guess, wait until the end of the weekend and then reconsider. But um, they're also in that position where they don't really have to decide because they're not the prominent team, despite them wanting to be. They can just let see let the road decide. Yeah, yeah. And if, I, I think that's kind of what's happening. You don't see them waiting around for each other. Uh, you didn't see that today. I think they're both kind of going for it. I think there's a bit of tension in the team there, though, between the two. But, I mean choose your fighter really i'm backing rodriguez but i know plenty of people will also be, will be backing pitcock instead patrick patrick uh yeah great article on the about pitcock courtesy of patrick so nice plug there but nevertheless you and in terms of big losers on the day not a great day for the french riders at all pino go do to some extent but bade one of the big losers here What's surprising? What is surprising is that Godou and Balde didn't lose GC time, like didn't lose GC placements, but they lost a lot of time. Balde in particular, like, I'm sorry, DSM Firminich. What are they? What are they taking out of this Tour de France? Dust? Like, is nothing. Wellsford missed top ten on a number of occasions. Balde hasn't got a stage win. Balde's probably not going to finish in a sort of 7th, 8th, 8th position that we thought he might at the beginning of the Tour de France. Um, they'll be disappointed. Pino moving out of top 10, but he said that top 10 doesn't bother him. Fair enough. 
um, Godou and Pinot have to search stages further down the road. Um, Guillaume Martin as well lost time today after what looked like a really good stage yesterday. I'm starting to think that the best um, the best GC performance from a rider on a French team could actually come from Felix Gall, uh, who's now in 14th place in GC, climbing really well. Um, he might be able to jump into top 10 by the end of this year's Tour de France. But anyways, that's a good place to end, uh, well, of this Bastille Day special of the Recap Race Analysis. Of course, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Let us know as well in the comments if you think Tyra Gacha should have, well, potentially attacked you so oh, well, sooner or have done something different. But uh, yeah, make sure to join us over on the live commentary streams. And of course, as always, thank you for watching and we will see you around.